Doesn't matter. <laughs> that was funny. Cap works for me. Uh, you can call me V, which is the first letter of my last name, which I was called in the military, so I don't care. Okay, cool. David, what's up, man? <laughs> I think he's in the shower. I think he said that. <laughs> something. Uh, you know, I, I think he said he didn't want to be on, like, maybe not, like, talk. I think he mentioned that to me. So I don't know if he's just oh, yeah, hanging yeah. out. He said, he said something came up. He'll be listening with the mic muted, it says in the round table cool, chat. Cool. I just seen it. I thought he was joking. <laughs> okay. Makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, is Danger here? No, no. He doesn't have a mic, he said earlier. He said maybe next time. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess. So, Cap, like, Warden just said, like, a little while ago um, that maybe we should just use this episode or this time or whatever just to kind of, like, go over what the show, like, the format, like, you know, different ideas or just whatever, just because it kind of seems like it's kind of sloppily arranged and thrown together. Um, My words, not his, but... Uh, what do you think, man? Like, I, I thought that's what we were doing, right? I mean, <laughs> you came that, out with like a manifesto. That's what I've been, like, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay, never mind. Dusty got this, like, apparently, right? But um, but yeah, I thought we were just doing what Warden said, right? I guess Drew. If you want to call him Drew, right? Yeah, okay. but yeah, Warden, Andrew, Drew, all that's fine. Warden's just literally just an anagram of Andrew. So that's my name. Got it. Okay, cool. Well, uh, I mean, we might as well start, huh? Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay, cool. Well, uh, yeah, shit. This is the inaugural, I guess, the MMA donk roundtable. Like, uh, I'll try not to keep it too, whatever, Lucarita in totality. But, uh, you know, the overall mission is just to, to talk some MMA, raz, troll a little bit have fun, just hang out, you know, just talk some shit. Um, you guys good with cussing or like, is that something that we shouldn't be doing or? Not, not an issue for me. Yeah. I think yeah. It should be fine. I don't give a fuck. Teach their own. Right. right. But, uh, yeah. So I might, I might have, I mean, this, this is just for fun. You guys like, um, so yeah, apart from the, the stream and the, you know, the community, the donk stream and the discord, uh, just a place for us to hang out, talk some shit, and basically that's about it, you know. Like, uh, so yeah. Um, I guess are, are we settled on that name for the podcast or whatever we're calling this? Or does it you know? Need a name? I'm, I'm not settled on anything, man. Like, I'm open. Like, what any ideas you guys have? You guys have any other name ideas or? I don't have any names right now, but I can probably come up with something for sure. Okay. How about we pop? How about we pop them in the channel on Discord, and we just vote on it. I yeah, guess. yeah, that. Um, yeah. Sweet. Uh. Okay. Cool. Um. So yeah, I guess everybody here. We got Gripe, Uber, uh, Captain V, Warden, and that's about it for today. And David, David's here. Uh, I don't know if Danger's here just without the mic. Um. So yeah. Um, like 
Warden said earlier there wasn't a whole bunch of MMA this weekend, but you know, obviously there was the DJ and Mariah's fight. Uh, so we can kind of just kick it off with that. Like, uh, we can start with how about we'll start with Cap, then we'll go Gripe, then we'll go to Warden. Sounds good. So, like, thoughts on the fight or just thoughts in general? Yeah. Riding the fight? I mean, thoughts on the fight in general, whatever you want. I mean, that shit was but, smooth, right? DJ was a killer. Can we, can we talk about it as. It? I'm sorry, go ahead. We, yeah, go ahead. Uh, can we talk about it as, like, that one event as a whole with DJ and Mirage just being the starting point? Go I for didn't it, watch yeah. the entire event, so. Like, yeah, that, that's fine. That's the, fine. The main event. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. go ahead. I mean, if you want to start at the lower, at the lower. I uh, I just undercard. I just wanted to be able to talk about like the production value without getting away from the DJ Mirai stuff too much. Is well, kind well, of why I wanted. Well, to. Let's start there then, right? That's more okay. Thing, right? So, yeah. Ahead. Like what uh, in yeah, particular? So I, like the like the ramps, or I don't know about the yeah. I mean, besides the, back. the fact that um, it was one on Prime One which was obviously their first uh, Prime Video deal card. Huge card with DJ versus Marais 2 on it. And I think production-wise, they smashed it out of the park. Um, it was exciting. The music was good. Like that, I mean, that, that was a huge takeaway for me was anytime there was no fighting, there was good music going on, like in the background after Fighter 1, that type of stuff. Um, the way they introed their card, I believe this was one FC who did it. Uh, where for the main card, they have all the main card fighters come out and they get announced as one. So you get to see all the fighters who's going to be fighting next. Um, I think it really brings a bit of unity from the crowd to the fighters. And yeah, obviously that went straight into DJ Marais and they smashed yeah. that. I have a couple of things. So like the graphics on there. Were super smooth and like I don't. They seem understated, but also I don't know flick if that makes any sense. Yeah. Uh, oh, nice. And, and I'm, I'm more interested in. I didn't know if like does what does one get their money from? Like, are they getting some investors? Because that yeah, has to whole investor money. Yeah, it's a lot of investor money. I was about to say that seems like a WWE type style production, right? So yeah, a lot of money it was to really up there. One of the and, Chattery's best. Uh, assets or abilities is raising money so hmm. yeah no, we should do some, like a deep dive we could do like a deep dive on just one fc's like financials you know and just like yeah compare maybe different promotions that. i don't know yeah for about sure that, I'll, just, I'll just be asking the question that's the case but it, no, i mean me you're too, right bro. though you're right though cap it is very wwe-esque and boxing-esque a bit in the production i mean who is that? That was Engon uh, in the bantamweight Muay Thai championship. He had the whole fireworks and, um, you know, fire displays and stuff for his walkout. That's that's the same Pyro, stuff Pyro Anthony Johnson. Yeah, Py- thank you. It's the same stuff Anthony Joshua walked out with at uh, Wembley or whatever last year. Like, it's the same shit. So, I mean, you're spot on with that comparison. But I thought I thought hmm. it's great. That's yeah, cool. I need to watch because I didn't see, I didn't see any of it. So I mean, I saw the highlights of DJ and uh, some of Buchecha, but that's about it. That's interesting, yeah. though, huh? Like the different promotional, just the the presentation, the style, like can make a big difference, right? For sure, hundred oh, percent. Yeah, it was very um, kind of like Pride Light. 
right? Yeah. With the little ramp walkout and like the pyro. Yeah, I even think they had the same uh the same lady that introduces people from like Pride and Horizon. Oh really? You noticed that, huh? Yeah, the Silva. Nice. All right, so that that's a good uh little assessment, Warden. Uh what do you got? Like did you did you watch it too, Gripe and Captain? Yeah, I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched uh I think most of the main event and some of the prelims. Overall, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I, I will <laughs> disagree just on a personal uh, taste. I, I didn't really like when they had all the fighters out in the beginning. Just felt a little too staged. Um, but that's just yeah. my own personal. Like, I, I like that more for a press conference type uh, event. Like, I'm just thinking from the fighters perspective. That's got to be yeah, super it, annoying when you're trying to get warmed yeah, up. You got to go stand out there. Exactly. Exactly my point. So I they brought them all out in that. the very beginning, and they all just kind of stood in the ring. Yeah, uh, like kind of like stage, where the walkouts. Yeah, the walkout yeah. stage. They just had them all lined they up. Just, there. Yeah, they just said, you know, oh, uh, the right corners. You know, the right corners. I think maybe, and they did all the fighters who would walk out first, and then, or I don't know if they did their opponents actually, like DJ versus Marais, and Gone versus uh, Harrison. I don't remember how they did it exactly, but gotcha. I just thought it was like a cool. Um, intro into the main card i guess they had a bit about 20 minutes of dead time after the final prelim fight cool so to come back uh with that i thought was just a bit interesting so to change it up a little bit what did you guys think about the, the announcing of the bonuses i mean this is really my first i love one. it i like, love my it. first one the thing so like i, I like that before i like that they announce it right there um the guy who does that was a little annoying um yeah, and the fact that they're still just doing 50k bonuses is kind of annoying. Like, well, that's, I wish I one organization would just kind of up the ante a little bit here. You know, it's not going to be UFC, so I was hoping one would at least come with a higher bonus. I think I'm, one FC just doubled hmm. their bonuses as well. I think they were talking about it on the broadcast. I never looked it up, but it sounded like they had asked Chatra, you know, about the double bonus, and he was saying, "Yeah, we had to up the stakes for one on one or one on prime one." Oh, so was one used to be twenty five. I I'm, that's what I would have to assume. Mm-hmm. I never bothered looking into it to be honest. Does one post their salaries too? And... I'm not I don't sure. Think so. Um, I, I, I it was in Singapore, so I don't know what the laws are for that. Um, usually, the only time the fight promoters will do that is when it's required by law. Right. And charge is just not like transparency. Like, you know. I mean, so y- y'all don't. I think it's kind of sad have to watch these fighters like basically cry in tears that they're getting 50k bonuses like well they, i mean know, yeah right? but like, like it is sad in that when you you know when you're like oh these people just fought their hearts out and it's like they get a gift of 50k and it feels like it's life-changing when you're like aren't they already supposed to have their lives changed but especially yeah. after all the um the uh the stuff they have to pay out the the, the money get they divvy out is split between like the manager, but the gym, oh yeah, yeah, and all that shit. So they're getting like yeah. what twenty three k, yeah, their their costs and stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, though, if you're getting that fifty k bonus, I mean, whatever you're on top of whatever your salary is, that's it's not bad. I mean, you know, I mean, granted, no, it's not bad at all. I mean, I'm not saying that they shouldn't get paid more, but a lot of people get paid way, way lower to do, you know, like school teachers you know some school well, teachers I mean, get 
for sure. Thirty k a year, fighters, you know. You got fighters who are still on twelve and twelve. Right. They could win every fight they've ever had and never get a bonus just because maybe it's all decisions or whatever. So it's definitely yeah. like it's definitely fire, and I liked the way they did it in one because it. I think I said it when we were watching it. Kind of gives us sort of like the fans want it. I feel like the fans get more invested in how much the fighter makes and, and you know what what their financial situation is. At least in that moment, because it's like when you hear. I mean, after the freaking third time the guy said you're getting 50k, it was as if they just had it on recording. But when you hear it, it's 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 exciting. It's like you get to see the fighter uh, light up with joy, cry. You know, which is here or there but like some some fighters will cry some fighters will jump for joy all that and it's like you sort of get to be a part of this like moment where you see them earn their money and it's like now we care yeah you know sometimes to me it's a little annoying like you know like but no i, I get I, I totally get your drift like well do you want to get to like any of the specific fights like either start low like go with like buchecha what was the time I, I have one other question if you, if you don't mind dusty so, Which, because yeah. we don't know how much these guys are getting paid, and we don't know how they're getting paid. Are they getting paid in, like, Singaporean dollars or U.S. dollars? Euros? Do we know? Um, Singaporean. No, I'm not sure. No, that's a good question, man. They they kept saying dollars in the uh, in the bonus announcements, but I don't know what they're getting paid on the back end. Well, yeah, but a quick Google search, and it's like Singapore uses their own dollars. Like, they're called dollars. Right. Oh, they so, are okay. Yeah, and they're they're like mm-hmm. seventy-two seventy-two cents to like the American dollar. So, yeah, I'm not oh, sure yeah. at all. Yeah, so that is actually a good question. Have 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 any of you guys been to Singapore? No, no, no. It's supposed to be a hell of a place. Like super clean. Like really well run. Like yeah, it's like a safe top one percent of the world type place. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, quality of life is supposed to be really good, but. They're, yeah, I'd well, uh, be they're the pers- guy that gets cane for spitting my gum out or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have, like one of the most beautiful airports in the world, too. Well, should we get to any of the any of the fights, or do you yeah, want yeah, to talk about anything that. else about the promotion? Oh, last thing about the production. Uh, I love that One FC does mixed cards. Like this card had MMA and Muay Thai. I love that. Yeah, that was sick. I, I like. That yeah, too. no, that is a cool. That's a cool idea. And I think they they have cards with kickboxing sometimes on it too. I could be wrong, but I mean, hell, DJ, DJ fought MMA one round, kickboxing the next round, right? Yeah, one on one. It was Muay Thai MMA, Muay Thai MMA, but then we yeah. went two rounds. Yeah, yeah honestly, yeah. I wasn't sure how I felt about the uh, the kind of mixed rule sets in the um, or different rule sets in the same event. It, it, it yeah. It felt like, uh, I don't know, like the flow is just a little off going from like an MMA fight to a Muay Thai fight. And you're not used to it too, though, saying. right? Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. It, it could just be, you know, again, me being so used to just watching a card for that one rule set. So, right. Yeah. There, so, but there, I know what you mean. It's kind of like your brain's kind of like, wait a second, like now we're going to this. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I do appreciate their kind of uh, MMA gloves Muay Thai rule set. I just, I don't know if I want that as a separate card or kind of all mixed into one. Yeah. Yeah. There's but at least, at least they got the balls to try it though. You know, like oh, I, I kind of like that. Just that they try it. Yeah. Okay. What were you saying? So 
you could have more title fights on a card, right? <laughs> you have so many champions in your own organization due to having so yeah. many. Oh, yeah. You, you, know, you could fill a whole card with nothing but title fights in. Which I think is, works to an advantage, right? And you could have, I don't know how they do smaller cards, but I'm assuming they, they have them regularly. They'd have to, to for the rankings, right? Or I don't I'm know. Not, I'm not sure. They well, have I don't know how many fighters they have on the roster. I'll be honest, I think this is the first one card I watched uh, in totality. Yeah, <laughs> yeah same. <laughs> in totality. Yeah, they don't they don't have a great market, nice at least in the US. <laughs> no, I still haven't watched one in totality, so seems like David's here. David. You're all missing out on them one cards. Is that you, David? Yeah. What up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up, David? What up? What up? Got yeah, any I've been seeing on the one card here or there, but this is the first full card I've seen. I just I thought the one card was uh, really great overall. I actually like the mixed rules and how they kind of do it, and uh, with the uh, MMA gloves and white ties, much more interesting to me. And uh, overall, I think it's a great product, except for the. Uh, Really shady hydration and weight cutting and whatnot. So speak to that. Though. Sure. Why, why, is, why is it shady to you? Oh, because it's all it's all fictitious. Like uh, Mariah's like Mariah's missed weight, right? weight by a bunch of pounds and failed hydration test, and magically an hour later he's good to go. And you know, it's just Eddie Alvarez fought there for a little while, and he used to say, you know, his uh, his opponents were a lot bigger than him, and I mean, it's kind of a thing that goes around. Like, their hometown boys don't really have to cut weight as much. Yeah, they're, uh, they definitely don't have any transparency. There's no third-party um, verification on any of the weight cutting or hydration testing or drug testing. There's no ability for somebody um, and their team to observe their opponent's um, weight cut or uh, weigh in or anything like that. So it's all behind. So there's no doors. commission. No, I think Chatri is the commission in uh, Singapore. That's They've wild. literally he's literally overturned fight results um, just because the person that he wanted to win didn't win. Basically, that's pretty scary. I didn't know. See, I thought the hyd- believe- hydration system was like like the the gold standard for a while because it's weight cutting is so dumb and barbaric, right? Like, if everybody well, just didn't cut weight and just fought at their normal weight, it, they'd yeah. be the same fight, just minus all the bullshit with the fucking dieting and the weight cut and oh. day before. I mean, it's all of it. It's, it's just awful, right, for the fighters, for the product. Yeah. Everything, right? So, like, so when, did, think... when did the hydration thing become what it is now? Like, I, I thought it was the when, gold standard. Like I thought everybody was yeah. praising it for forever, right? Like well, I think so the, the gold standard of that is in like uh collegiate wrestling where they actually do it and it's very yeah, transparent yeah. and full where whereas Chatri says he's doing it, but nobody can actually verify that that's the case. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna say I think when it came out that one FC was doing it like this, people were praising it. But then as one FC started to continue on and get more and more popular, people started to find out that it was a lot more um, sketchy and suspect than what it was, um, you know, told to be. And that's obviously 
So it went from being this great thing to just, oh, it's just another corrupt workaround. A little smoke and mirrors, yeah. 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 I think there's a bit of a, like, a joke saying sort of where it's like, oh, if you're one of Chatri's favorite fighters, you'll never fail a hydration test or something like that. So do you think Mirai, so do you think that they just said, okay, DJ, we'll give you, you know, X more amount, like, let Mirai be whatever, however many pounds over? Like, do you think Chatri does that? No. Behind the scenes? I don't... I say no in this case because I don't think DJ... As much as I think DJ's like an honest competitor and just likes to compete and, you know, as long as you're up front with him, it's kind of like he he doesn't care. I think he's about... The rules are the rules. You know, we signed up to play by the same rules. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, if you don't meet those rules, like, why would I entertain it? So I don't think so in that case. And don't forget DJ's coach is like one of the top guys in one. He's, yeah, Matt he's, Hume. Yeah, he's got it, that's the rules, and uh, Matt Hume has a lot of U-M-E. a lot of say in that organization. So DJ's kind of an inside guy, even though he just came over. No, Hume's one of my favorite guys, and he's Hume's interesting because you don't really know that much about. You know, he's not that vocal, yeah. and you know, like, but he's he's Chael the wizard. Posted, I mean, Chael posted a Matt Hume story recently. I haven't watched it. Well, should we video. get to the DJ fight and some of the fights? Yeah, man, let's let's do this. Yeah, go for it. Whoever Cap. wants to kick it off. Cap, you start with DJ and Marais. That fight was, first of all, way more competitive than I thought it was going to be. Right? I thought I honestly thought DJ was going to get wiped off the face of the map. Right? Um, but I don't know. Like, see, I don't know how. Like, first of all, how does he have power in his right hand like that to even drop him in the first place? Like, I guess to even wobble him. Like, I, he's not really known for that. And then that knee was just fantastic. I, I would have ever seen a better knee, flying knee. Except maybe Masvidal's, I guess, against Aspen, right? Well, that's my mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Gripe. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely a good fight. I, I was kind of thinking the same thing going in that, uh, DJ was just going to get, um, destroyed again, but, uh, I, it was definitely uh, a, a little rough a couple times when he got taken down and was just, uh, getting ground and pounded on a little bit there. Uh, there was another point, I don't know, it might've been round three when, um, seemed like he was going for a single or trying to get up, uh, using a single and just started get eating more knees. I was like, oh, this might be the end. And then, um, yeah, round four, he just came out and was devastating. I also thought it was interesting the little bit of uh, style changes he's had. Like, I noticed he had that very, like, open palm kind of style. I also like how he was sticking to Marais. Every time he kind of clipped him, he was, like, right there on top of him, um, ready to capitalize. Hmm. Nice. First, yeah, I agree about um, the adjustments. DJ made. I thought he was great. It didn't look good, especially I think that was that second round where he got dropped and just ate like four to five knees from the ground. And man, I mean, I, I you couldn't really see it because of the positions they were in. He must have done a sick job of covering up because I don't know how you eat four to five knees to the head in that you know, when you're curled up like that and you finish that round on your feet, let alone end up in the fight. But he didn't even look wobbled. Um he did a really, really good job of keeping his back off the fence and um, I guess keeping his footwork and his balance in 
sort of specific moments because the thing that caught him in that first fight was he got he gets hit with a short uppercut and drops and he's just immediately back to fence and he he can't move. And obviously it's legal to down to knee people in the head even when they're down in one. So he was basically a sitting duck in that first one and I think he did a sick job of avoiding any moments where he could feel like he was going to get cornered and could end up in that spot. And then he just, uh, better cardio, Rice, he's a big dog. Obviously, he failed the hydration test. I think DJ's better cardio and his experience is just what allowed him to win this one. Yeah, we'll say it, it did look like DJ was fighting a um, uh, 145er in there. Yeah, like a featherweight, huh? But David, I mean, you hit. No. Cardio, cardio speed, that's what I was going to say. Like, Cap, you, you were saying you were surprised DJ had that power, but I think, I mean, I think he does have that power, but I think also it comes down to a bit of Marais was, was just exhausted too. So I think it was a two-factor. Um, unless, David, do you have anything to add? Because I, I have one more thing to add, I think. Go for it. All right, well, so the last time DJ... Like TKO'd anyone was Soto, and that was like back in what 2016, right? Yeah, and that was Cejudo's leg, right? Uh, I don't remember. I want to say I think he, he was did knees. Oh yeah, knees. I forget who Cejudo had the leg thing with, but yeah, yeah, and, I think and it so, was knees. And so I remember that. So then I pulled this up to see when the last time DJ KO'd anybody, and that was Joseph Benavidez in 2013. Holy shit! It's like nine yeah. years ago. So that's I love too, man. I hate I hate reliving that memory. So, Cap, are you uh, trying to say that DJ is making the most of not having Usada around anymore? <laughs> I was just saying, it's like the way he won against Marais is even more shocking because you know didn't really have that that known for you know knockout power TKO style finishes, right? Mission guy. Yeah. So, super super. It's impressive, too, that uh, they didn't talk about it that much, I don't think, surprisingly. But Marais was like a eight – you know, he had eight title defenses or whatever in one. They called him, wow, I think, an really? eight-time champion. I think that's yeah. what they had said. They said eight-time so flyweight champ or whatever, bantamweight, whatever. He's an underrated dude just because he's not he's a good. UFC, you know. And he's tall. Uh, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's an ATP right? guy too, right? Yep. I think so, yeah. I mean, who isn't, right? <laughs> but I, I think <laughs> you know, that's that's yeah. even more impressive that, like, you know, that that's one's guy, basically. <laughs> and, Man. I mean, I, I just like the, the walk-off nature of it, too. I mean, DJ yeah. basically just crumpled him with that knee. Just like Mariah, I mean, not it was, into it was the different, knee and ran away. Really different <laughs> knee, but like the fact that he did it back to him, the way that he got viciously sure. knocked out before, like and almost the same off. exact way. It was like the Mark Hunt walk off. It was a beauty, right? Like, yeah, right. He, he must have felt him just go limp when he did that because he he hit him with the he, knee, did a little bit of a vertical tea bag, and then walked away. <laughs> vertical tea bag. I, I think it was. I think it's the way. Rice was already going down, is what gave DJ that confidence after the knee, because he just right. watched Marais crumble, like literally watched him crumble, and then times that knee perfectly. 
No, and, and I can't remember who it was that said it. I think maybe it was Gripe that was saying, like, DJ seemed like when he would hurt him, he was on top of, you know, like he had that killer instinct. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like a little bit different, you know. Maybe training with Triple C and Phoenix for a little bit. Who knows? I'm that kidding. was that same kind of style. Like, so the, the way that I think uh, Drew said that, like the way he had his hands open and like, you know, sort of bouncing around there, like pseudo karate stance. Not really. Yeah. Sort of. That's like oh, the yeah. Ludo way, right? Of, of right. The way he fights. Yeah, like those, yeah. those open palm, like that parry. That and ability like that to parry out with like that karate. MVP. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I'm listening, Cap. This, this is it's. So, do we know DJ is like a orthodox fighter, right? Yeah, right uh, yeah. It, yeah. That, makes, that makes the left knee that more impressive because that's not his dominant knee, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah that's true. Me. Although he was utilizing a lot of stand switching in this fight. Yeah, DJ is always kind of switching up a little bit, right? Like maybe not like Dillashaw, like like to that extent, but DJ always seemed like he could kind of. Switch, you know, kind of Terrence Crawford esque. You definitely yeah. uh, had nicer footwork this time. And what makes him even more impressive is how old he is in that 36. Division. Yeah, those lighter weights, it's tough to maintain that kind of dominance at that age. Totally. So, he, mm-hmm. I mean, to me, he's maybe right under John Jones' goat status. I mean, Anderson Silva, I always kind of want to put up at the top, but like, that's just nostalgic. Yeah, I know what you're saying. All right, well, shit. Should we move on to uh, maybe like the Leon Camaro hangover, Comzat Diaz, um, some of the yeah. other notable fights? Or do you want to talk about some, some more of the about... 1FT stuff, like the Buchecha, like the – you guys saw the card. I didn't see the card, so. Yeah, Cat, what were you going to say? So, wherever anybody wants to go, I'm, I'm down. It's just this one card. Uh, I'm kind of just like, I don't know enough to... to yeah, we can, any we can move on. Statement. It's not an issue. Let's yeah, just move um, on. How about... Let's, did anybody see the uh, Comzat training at Extreme Couture with uh, Strickland and Darren Till, Chris Colbert? Yeah, yeah. I saw the, the video that somebody put in the chat. Uh, that showed a little bit of it. Yeah, I think Chris, Chris Curtis was also there, I think. Curtis? Yeah, I'm, Chris. I said Colbert. Yeah, yeah, Chris Curtis. Anybody know who the PFL guy was or the guy in the PFL shirt that was sparring with them? Um, yeah, no, I think I didn't know who that was. Uh, it's, it's like Stabi, Stabu, it's, it's such a weird name, I can never pronounce it. I feel like Stabba. he just fought, though. Hmm. Um... Uh, fuck. No, I, so like, the Comzat Diaz fight is coming up pretty soon, right? Like, what we got? Two weeks? Three I weeks? That soon? Sorry, say that again. The Comzat Diaz fight, is that in three weeks? Um, two the, weeks. Uh, two weeks. September 11th. So, two, two weeks. September 11th. So, yeah. It's, uh, that was Sadibu Shai, by the way. Oh, uh, okay. I'm almost positive, at least. Yeah. Well, September 11th for me. September September 10th for all you other guys, right? Uh, and did you guys yeah. see the Diaz Diaz clip with Usada? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, a... he's mad funny. It was funny when he offered him to hit the blunt. I was waiting for it. 
So, so how uh, do you guys see that fight? I don't know. It's, it's, it's like Pretty it's clear, one of those huh? fights where yeah, where it's like you got to just feel. I mean, for me, naturally, it's like Kamzat's probably going to do whatever he wants, but still an MMA fight. Nate Diaz is still his own person. Like literally, anything could happen. We've seen it. You know, we saw Nate Diaz put Leon Edwards on literal chicken legs with 50 seconds left. And said he won the fight after. And we've also just seen Leon Edwards look like a fucking zombie and head kick KO at the bottom for bottom number one champ. You know, like any, with a minute left, like anything can happen. So I just, I don't even know how to talk about it. Diaz has no knockout power and he's a walking punching bag. So I don't think he has any chance of winning, like at all. Like not, not in the clinch, not on the ground, not standing up. Like, there's nothing he's better at than, than, than Hamza at in any way. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's winning by getting that ticket out of the UFC. That that's his win, pretty much, with this one. I think. Hundred percent. Yeah, I kind of feel like this is just a uh, Dana White sanctioned assassination. Um, <laughs> exactly. I, I just I don't. All right, Dan Hardy. Yeah, he's got to stay in there, you know, to pull something like Leon, like I, I like he did to Leon. I just don't see that happening yeah. to Kamzad. He can't do that to guys that are just going to pressure him the whole time. He can do that to guys that are going to sit back and try to point fight with him, like Leon, yeah. right? Exactly. For, yeah, no. For Kamzad... sure, there's context to it too. Like, oh yeah, I'm just. It wasn't like, like an animal, though. Yeah, yeah. What, yeah, what like Masvidal did to Leon. him? Masvidal just stomped Diaz, and I—I I mean, I can easily see yeah, that was, Kamzad. That I mean, was it's MMA math, but I can see Kamzad doing that to Masvidal and Nate at the same night. So does yeah. Kamzat though, like because of the Leon win, Kamzat kind of is the biggest loser, right? Because now they have to do the rematch. Yeah. He's got to wait. Is, does he take another fight after Diaz or what? Um, uh, the timing might work out. Since um, they, he could, he could just move up, right, to one eighty-five and just fight somebody there. Just yeah, and if he loses, it doesn't really affect him at one seventy. No, says. Right. Cejudo said, yeah, take take this win versus Nate Diaz and cash it in at 185. Um, I know Cejudo coaches don't want him to be going back and forth, though, you know, like that. But, yeah, Kamzat. I mean, he, they Kamzat can, they can make, beat anybody at 185, in my opinion. I, I think they, he's they, just that yeah. good. So, they can make Whitaker uh, Hamzat. I mean, I'd watch that. That sounds Oh, like my God. That'd be a great make. They can make anything versus Hamza at 185. I mean, so does Hamza have more pay per view? <laughs> Paulo, like, do Paulo the most pay per view of the year? Mm. Sorry, I start that again. What would do the most pay per view? Does Hamza Diaz out sell no. everything? Nah, I don't know. I mean, it's that, that card's it's kind not of a weak card. But what does better than Hamza Diaz pay per view wise? Uh, I mean, it's anything that's already happened this year. I don't know. I'd have to like really look at the pay per views, I guess, this year. But two eighty, I mean, honestly, we got Kobe versus Jorge. What's two eighty? Gripe. Uh, Charles versus Islam. Uh, oh, Mario versus TJ. Yeah, yeah. No, that we should be. Ta- we should talk about that too. Yeah, that's like that's nothing but bangers mm-hmm. all the way down. That's two months up. That's. I think that might be my fight of the year, right? The 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 one that I'm most looking forward yeah. to. Yeah, one hundred percent. 
Dude, the top four cards on the, or the top four fights on that card are just amazing. You got Charlie What are the, what are the other Islam. ones under the main event? Uh, co-main is Aljo versus TJ. Um, right. Before that is Bilal yeah, versus Sean Brady. Before that is uh, Dariush versus Gamrot. And then Mar- yeah, Marina uh, Rodriguez versus Amanda Lemos. Uh, Vulcan. Oh. Uh, once you hit the Vulcan uh, Uzumir versus Nikki Krill, well, that that's where it's like. Jan, eh. Jan versus O'Malley, too. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's going to be on there. Yeah, there's Oh, some Sugar and Jan's on that, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a great card. Are you all not big Jimmy Malarkey fans? Like, what's going on here? I was honestly going to bring up Jimmy Malarkey. <laughs> Malarkey, Malarkey just beat Michael Johnson. Who's he, right? who's he I fighting? Johnson, uh, I thought Johnson might have won that fight. Yeah, that's right. I knew Jimmy Malarkey was getting a fight. That was a good fight. I thought Johnson won as well. I'm a big Johnson fan. Maybe not like some of the stuff that has been alleged against him personally, but uh, as a fighter. I think he's really underrated. I know he's like twelve and fourteen in the UFC, but like, yeah, I think he, I think he's very underrated overall. I mean, if you look at his resume, he's fought nothing but killers. Like nothing, his entire right? UFC like, run. And he's beat like, I mean, some of the best, like Poirier knocked Poirier out. Oh yeah, Johnson. He almost like, had one fucking... more punch, and he was killing Khabib. He so almost Johnson, had Justin Gaethje Johnson dead to rights as well. With, uh, with uh, what's his name? Diakasi. Yeah, Mark Diakasi. Yeah. That should be right. good. Um, That's a fun fight. I think fight. it's a really, a really good fight for Michael Johnson, too. Uh, yeah, especially if Diakasi, the wrestler, comes back. Right. Yeah. But I think Diakasi is going to strike. I mean, I think he'll mix it. But I think he's going to try and strike with MJ. I mean, that could probably be a typical MJ fight. MJ will be uh, piecing him up for most of the first two rounds, and then, and then be flying lead to death. Um, you know, towards literally the, the second, Justin Gaethje versus Michael Johnson fight always comes to mind. <laughs> That's a great fight. Johnson, Michael Johnson had Justin Gaethje dead to rights, and just threw like two huge uppercuts and missed, and was tired after. To, to yeah, tie that back in. To tie that back into the DS, the DS fought Johnson, and he made Johnson look like a scrub, right? Yeah, that was the that was the one where he yeah, called but, out Connor after yeah uh, in the post fight. Yeah. Right? You've been taking everything I've been exactly. working for. Yeah, he looked great in that fight. Well, did he they just play the first Connor fight? The UFC just put up a free the you know the free fight. They just put up Diaz yeah. and uh, Cerrone. See that. Yeah, I, was I saw it pop up on my feed. I haven't rewatched it again, but uh, you know, I never watched those free fights. But like, it was just interesting to like uh, relive, like remember that fight. You know, like how yeah. he just tooled Cerrone in the press conference when he knocked his hat off, and then during the whole fight, dude, he he whooped Pettis's ass too when he came back. Diaz when Nate Diaz came back, yeah, from the. Second Connor fight. Yeah, he had him on the clinch and tore him up. Mm-hmm. He whooped. Yeah, he whooped Pettis's ass, and then that's when he called out uh, Masvidal. Yeah, no, Diaz is a legend, man. Yeah, so I don't know. So, so MMA, MMA math, right? Johnson basically could have beat Gaethje. Does that mean Diaz could beat Gaethje? And if that's the case, should we give him a better chance against? Hamzat? Yeah. I think right. I'm going to be honest. I think Diaz could beat Gaethje because Diaz has nasty BJJ. Like, I, I'm, 
I have a lot of disrespect towards Justin Gaethje. I'm going to be honest, y'all. <laughs> I think he's so overrated. Yeah, Gaethje kind of went on the um, uh, a DC trajectory for me. I really liked him when he first came in. I can't stand the guy. He went, and the worst thing he did was he spent his whole, what was that, 2021 complaining about Conor McGregor, talking but not fighting. And then he got submitted by Khabib in the second round. And all he did for a year was talk about how he's the rightful number one contender and should be fighting for a belt again. Like he became Conor McGregor. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. But without, without with all that the belt. shit talking on Charlie Olives, too, that left a bad taste in my mouth. Oh, it was so bad. I mean, he made up he made up for it a little bit. He came out recently and said he was asked about that fight and he said he doesn't think Islam will dominate Charles at all, blah blah. He thinks Charles is great. You know, he talked Charles up a lot. But yeah, but is that him making up for that or him trying I think to it's talk just, up the guy that beat his ass? Well, right, say, right. I think it's just the fact that he has to both, he tapped out inside of three minutes. To the guy yeah, who you know, I'm a little indifferent a to month him. calling really Twitter. Feel any way about him. I don't I don't know why, but yeah, I really well, like the other game. fight too that got made. Kevin Holland, Daniel Rodriguez. I don't know if you guys heard about that one. That yeah. So my note on that is fun. I love Kevin <laughs> yeah, it's Holland. a great fight, right? I love Kevin Holland, and D Rod is tough as hell. Rodriguez is nasty, man. Yeah. The fact the fact that Holland was up at one eighty five is baffling, right? The dude was smaller he, than everybody. Anyway, he was right? murdering people still, though. Like exactly. That's why it's a crazy fight. Because Daniel Rodriguez is a monster too. He's taking he straight his straight right that he knocked out Joaquin Buckley with is crazy. It is just a straight right through this dude's face, and he sits him on his ass. He, he reminds yeah. me of a better. He reminds me. Of, he reminds me of a more skilled MVP in that sense with the power. Yeah, I, I kind of know what you're saying there. Right. I, and think and him and, uh, I think him and D-Rod will be talking, too. Yeah, that'll be a fun fight. And then Dan Hooker, Puelles, the like the yeah. knee bar rest guy. In peace, rest in peace, yeah. Dan Hooker. The, the last chance for Dan Hooker to ever like, make a comeback, right? <laughs> I could see Dan winning this fight and then getting absolutely bodied in this next one. Yeah, I mean, I could, <laughs> it's like, uh, who is that? Who did he fight? Um, Nasruddin? No. Nasuddin His last fight? Else. No, he Who fought was, um, Hack, Hack him, Arnold Allen, right? Before, no, no, but before he lost to Islam or whatever it was. Nasrat Hackrat? Yeah, he had the loss, and then he won, and then he came back and got smoked again. Yeah, it was Nasrat Hackrat. Yeah, I mean, that sounds about right for Dan Hooker. I think, yeah, I think he lost to Islam. And then he came back and wrestled Hackbrast, and people were like, oh, see, he can wrestle. And then he lost to Allen or some shit. I don't remember the exact details. Yeah, it was Hackbrass right before his Islam fight. Um, okay, yeah. And then the Arnold Allen fight, yeah, which yeah. was just dumb because could... he should not be fighting at 145. Uh, I have a screenshot. I'll find it later and send it. Yeah, Hooker's huge. Of Dan Hooker looking like yeah. fucking like a 2D character when he's throwing a punch. Versus Arnold Allen. Yeah, it was just so dumb. I mean, he, he spars with Izzy, and they look like they're the same size. And he yeah. said when he first moved up to 155, it, like they interviewed him, he was literally said that, like, I can't think when I'm in the ring at 145. The cut brings thought, me and my brain doesn't work. 
I always thought he'd be better at 170. He has a win over Gilbert Burns at 155. Yeah, he's huge. Hooker is huge. That's for sure. Well, Hooker has no goddamn fight IQ, though. That's the issue. Like, what the fuck is he doing in the fights? He has six striking and six striking decision, but he has no, like, yeah, no defense. I mean, but he throws throws a knee, like, his hands are down, and he gets clipped every time. So, like, what the fuck is he doing? (laughs) <laughs> well, he's easy to get baited into a brawl, and he does have pretty good intercepting knees, but he relies on them too much. Yeah. Yeah, well, when's the last time he hit somebody with, with a knee? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like He, mur- he was murdered. Dustin Poirier was literally a diamond in that fight because Dan Hooker was hitting Dustin Poirier with everything. Like, no, that everything was a really good fight. Power, and Dustin Poirier just walked through it. It's that's one of my favorite fights. I got chills right now just talking about it. Yeah, it was a good. That was a great fight. Well, uh, some other fights. I don't know. Asparza Wei Li got made. Got Izzy Pereira. Yeah, Z4 I think Wei Zhang. I think Wei Li Zhang destroys Asparza. Yeah, yeah. And like, you can I never think, count her out though. I think like, Vitor Belfort, her, but like she, she always kind of. Just kind of gets by and finds a way. I don't. It's weird. I don't think she won that fight versus Rose. I, I don't think anybody won that fight. I can't it's figure out what she did. What she did that Rose didn't like. I, I was obsessed about that when, when she lost. Like when that card happened. Like, I know Rose was punching air a lot, but stat wise, she has more stats, like more strikes landed or whatever. I don't think either of them got a takedown. I still can't figure that one out. I would have rather just had them take a draw. But I think Weili Zhang uh, murders Esparza. I think Vitor Belfort can actually KO Ramon. And I'm rooting for Pereira. Yeah, Pereira. He's got a, he's got a good chance. Um, that'll, that'll be an interesting fight. I can't wait to see that fight, actually. I think Pereira. I think he'll be, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Uber. I was just going to say, I think he'll be the more calm fighter and he'll be the difference maker. It's possible. I mean, I, I, I kind of see Pereira getting knocked out by Izzy, honestly. Um, I, I want him to beat Izzy, but I just I think Izzy's uh, honestly a better fighter at this point. Pereira, it's, it's literally, what does he have? A, a check right hook, a check left hook, and that's pretty much it. He has everything. But he's pretty stationary. Like, he seems like he's very immobile to me, Pereira. He's immobile, slow, he's got bad defense, he eats way too many shots. Um, And I feel like he might be, he might have a little CTE. Like, I don't know if it's just, maybe it's just his (laughs) communication style or, like, it's just his overall personality style. But, like, seems like he's kind of not there sometimes, you know. I'm sure he's taking a ton of shots to the head. Kickboxing is brutal. I wonder... I do wonder, I always wonder with this with, especially I think fighters more than other pro athletes, just because of how one-on-one everything with fighting is, but I think a lot of these fighters just don't care about the media side of things. So I think he's one of them where it's like, if you hear his interviews, he talks about, oh, I grew up, you know, working, repairing cars since I was 12, just to make some money for the family, blah, blah. I don't watch cartoons, you know, like talking about, I'd assign his comments and stuff. And he's like, 
you know, I've been a man since I was, so I think it's sort of just like, uh, he doesn't care about it, but he could, it could also be more than that. As for think... Pajero's footwork. Oh, sorry, Cap, you go. I've been speaking for you. All right. So I think Pereira is super overrated. Uh, his, his takedown defense hasn't been tested. It's clinch like defense hasn't really been tested. It hasn't been tested against ranged fighters really that much. No, at Strickland, who like has pillow hands, like self-described pillow hands. So I think he's I think he's a product of just good matchmaking from the UFC to promote a, a yeah. contender against Izzy, and that's like the only. I agree. Thing. Yeah. Like, I, I yeah, I was just I was gonna, I was gonna say as for his footwork, um, I get what you guys are saying. He's very plant and plod with it but i i just i think it's because he understands range like really well and so i think he he finds his range he knows where he can manage it you know with the lean back parrying seeing strikes to help defend strikes and then that way he's always right there to be planted when he throws and that's where he gets obviously his power from like he puts people to sleep with literally one punch. His feet are fucking drilled into the ground when he throws punches, man. It's crazy. All right, he really sits on him. Yeah, it's not necessarily finesseful footwork, but I don't, I don't necessarily see it as like bad footwork. Is I guess what I would say. It's standard kickboxing footwork, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah, for yeah, sure. Probably standard Upright, word for it. Plotting, yeah. Speaking of um, Strickland, though. Since we were talking about this the other night, he's somebody who would be good in Muay Thai. Yeah, he kind of has a Muay his Thai, vision, Muay Thai his style. Stand up, his stance is like 100% Muay Thai in my eyes, at least. And I think his vision and striking defense would do so good in Muay Thai. He checks think, a lot of kicks, too. I don't think he'd be good at anything. I, I think he's an imposter. I think he should get out, honestly. <laughs> I, don't I think love him. Nice, Cap. I, yeah, I just yeah. don't think he has any skills, and at a, honestly, that are past anybody else in the MMA, <laughs> and he doesn't have knockout power like that. He just, I don't know. He overwhelmed with volume, light shots. Like, what, what was he on an eight-fight win streak before he lost to Pereira? Pereira? I'm going to look it up. It was like so six or seven. Is it is it more of his shtick, six, six, Cap? Like the persona, you know, like just the total whatever just comes out of his mouth like just for attention is that what most of it is or is fight no, style the, the way the way fights it's just it's i don't think it's conducive to winning right i mean he he wasn't on a win streak but it's not like he was doing anything spectacular you know it's just like uh, grab here, grab there, grab here, grab there, punch I, here, i'll punch say this there. he he reminds me of tim duncan in the sense of like tim duncan's known as the big fundamental He's the yeah, same, like, it's so sense. the same way where it's like he's very basic in everything he does. And like he's more like um the very little things, like the very niche fighting things, he does really, really well. But it's like those are like tiny things like uh timing a counter kind of. Like those things are where like he gets really you start to see where he shines. But you're right, he's so he is very basic. He's pretty savvy. Like he's he's a savvy guy. Yeah, like, savvy's the word for sure. Okay, let, let me let me put this in terms of rankings. All right, so I pull up the rankings and like stop me when you think Sean Strickland can beat somebody. Okay. 
we have Izzy, right? Then we have Rob Whitaker, Marvin Vittori, Derek Brunson. I think he can beat Ro- Marvin Vittori. Brunson, really? Maybe Brunson. I I don't think he can beat either. I can see him beating both those guys. Yeah, I, yeah. I, Brunson's a little bit. Brunson's difficult, but I hear so much about his BJJ that I'll respect it. Yeah, Brunson yeah, has Brunson's, that. He's getting older too. He's he's on his way out. I think the issue is uh, Sean's got good enough wrestling to stop Brunson from taking him down and piecing him up on the feet when he tries to. I don't think so. That's I what mean, I'm that's... thinking too. Ooh. I mean, Strickland was a wrestler, but he, he grew into and, striking. And Strickland's BJJ but, is great. He just never used yeah, it. Yeah, Michael uh, Michael Bisping trains with Strickland. He says all the time how good Strickland's BJJ is. And he, he, he used also to triangle says everybody when he first got he me says the, triangled, like the first he four says guys Strickland's wrestling is good. He just doesn't like he can't take people down with it, basically. Which is fine. You don't need to. He, he just made like that. Vittori, just like Vittori and Brunson, if you can't, if you don't knock these guys out, you're gonna lose like a decision. I think like, Strickland's I, I gonna think, be Cannoneer. I don't see that happening. <laughs> I think you're knocked out. I think, wins, I think the only way Cannoneer wins. I think the only way Cannoneer wins is if it's, it's the same way he sort of beats Brunson, where he really catches it with one big shot that changes the fight. I think Sean Strickland sees everything. No, that's a good fight, actually, to me, Strickland Cannoneer. Oh, I think it'll be so fun. Are they? Are I they matched up? See, yeah, yeah, I expect to see Sean Strickland's oh, yeah. jab to just be picking Jared Cannoneer's nose all night. Well, if he if he tries to do the same thing he did with Pereira, I, I think get knocked out. If he actually tries to mix up his wrestling and, oh. and at least faint some some level changes, uh, get Jared thinking, then I think he can piece him up. I don't know if he can I piece think, him up, but I think he could beat him. Yeah, to a decision. I think, I think Strickland doesn't. See, I want to say shit like I think Strickland never gets caught like that again, but. Like Strickland's a very egotistical guy, so he probably would be like, "I'm gonna go fight just like this to see if I don't get caught and get caught." But Strickland I don't think Jared Cannonier. I don't Strickland think Jared Cannonier has the IQ to set up and catch uh, Strickland blind the way Tejeda did. That's you my thought. On that. All you shell up, go forward, and take all the punches because he's not getting knocked out, and. I don't haymakers. He'll hit him eventually, and he's gonna sweep him. That's what I think. <laughs> he doesn't, he doesn't Sean have Strickland doesn't get hit. No, okay. If someone presses you like like a Jared Cannonier type, goes into you, walks you like straight forward. He doesn't have Strickland doesn't have the footwork of Asanya to just move out the way like that, right? He's gonna get. Wait, yes, he does. No, no, Strickland. No, Strickland he does absolutely. Not. You need Strickland to rewatch the Jack Hermanson fight. You mean Jack Hermanson <laughs> who does not do anything like Jared Jet- Cannonier? <laughs> The Jack Hermanson who walked forward and couldn't get a hold of Sean Strickland, or Uriah Hall who tried to walk forward and couldn't get a hold of Sean Strickland. It's one's basic, retired, but it's good. retired it's now, basic, and the, the other one is, is is a wrestler more than a striker. Jared Cannonier is strictly striking. Like put the head down, no, and go be, in, and throw bombs. That'll be a fun fight. We'll 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 get to see how it plays out and see which one of you guys. Is. Takes, I, don't, takes I, the like on that one. I don't like anything about Strickland. His fighting style, personality, <laughs> nothing. So I'm, I'm biased, I guess. 
no it's cool man that that's what it's all about like everybody's got our favorites uh, and, yeah you know. it's so good here i mean it's all good here like i don't i'm all for different opinions always okay let me, let me change it up so do you think Strickland can be darren till yeah i don't rate darren till yeah, at all definitely. yeah <laughs> I so. but i, I think Till can beat strickland too i mean i think that's like maybe a 50 50 fight right there it just depends on what Darren Till you get, because Darren, he's all over the place. Yeah, well, if Darren Till's going to beat him, it'd have to be catching him. Um, all oh, of Strickland's shoot. losses are split down the middle. He either gets caught and knocked the fuck out, or he loses a decision. Right. His four, his four losses, half are getting caught and knocked out, and half are losing the decision. Yeah, Till's not going to outgrapple him. No, definitely not. I mean, he, you know, not that this is a big thing on a, on his come up, but he decision lost to a decision to Usman. Strickland. Strickland. No, Usman knocked Strickland the fuck out. I'm pretty sure. I think it was a. Like, uh, I'll mean, look it up, but no, it was a sure decision. I've... The only uh, people that right. knocked him out were Alex Pereira and um, uh, Eliza Dos Santos. Oh, I like Dos Santos. Caught him at one oh, of the maybe, shits. I, I like those Santos. He's yeah, an interesting fighter, like that capoeira stuff. Like he's fun. Michelle Pajeda is still my uh, my Brazilian spirit animal. <laughs> oh, really, Pajeda? <laughs> I just love watching him fight, man. Is is uh, is his wife still DMing Masvidal? <laughs> uh, I don't know. One of my friends, I guess, uh, works with his cousin, and uh, he got him to send him a picture. No way. <laughs> no, Pajaro's, he's he's a different animal, man, that guy. He hasn't looked bad in his last couple of fights. No. Uh, he's looked he's much looked better. He's like way better than I ever thought he would look. Uh, you know, looks he's like such he's developing an, I- an IQ. Yeah, I mean, he's got the talent. He he's like uh, like Bobby Green. I think both of them have the talent to become champions. It's just a matter of how serious they take the fighting, or if they're just worried about yeah. being entertaining. And yeah. I think and they've gotten. You just don't know what's going on in their head either, you know. No, no. Half the time, they'd rather sit there and talk shit <laughs> instead of fight or do a backflip, front flip. Well, the best was when uh, that one, uh, what was it, Dagestani or whatever, like smack Strick- or Strickland, uh, smack Michelle at the uh, weigh-ins, and then he just stalked and smacked the shit out of him for like a whole round as payback. Ooh, I, did, I think I missed that. Oh, uh, I I think. Was that? I, I know what you're talking about. Huh. Those Dagestanis don't mess around, man. But Pereira. Did Pereira beat him? Yeah, yeah, he beat him and just absolutely um, – he choked him out. But before that, he just uh, stood there smacking Madea? the shit out of him like Nate Diaz. Is that yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the fight. He was like pointing out him and just yeah. smacking him. Yeah. It's got to be because it goes to Madev, Williams, Price, Fialio, Ponzinibbio. So. You know, somebody I want to talk about sometime, maybe not like – I know it's been an hour, so like, you know, whenever people have to get going, whatever – but Mohamed Mokayev, the from the UK, he's <sighs> such an interesting guy. Like, great fighter, and I don't know if you guys heard one of his last interviews. He was talking about how he he's going to get out of the game pretty soon just because of his religion. Like, yeah, uh, I saw yeah, that. I kind of like. I don't know. There's some fighters come come across the um, whatever come pass through the media and like you know I'll recognize mo- most of them kind of just 
whatever. It's another interview with the schmo, like who yeah. gives a shit. But like, I don't know. He he's an interesting cat to me. Like, I'd like to like kind of talk about his potential and like what. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to fight him either. I guess it's like really hard for, for him sure. to fight. Like, it's, he's interesting because he's another one of those. I think he's twenty two still right now, or maybe only twenty one still. Yeah, so he's real young, and he's another one of those guys who. Oh, I want to beat John Jones's record and become the youngest UFC champ ever, which is you have to be 23, uh, you know, younger than 24 basically to do it. John was 23 and something. And John Jones, his last, we can talk some John Jones next time. Like Makayev's last fight was just a doozy. Like, and and I know, like, I don't like to get on fighters for like winning when that's obviously their job and a win's a win's a win in my book. But like I have an issue with fighters talking all this game and not backing it up in the ring. And then yeah, at least not like, hugged, he kind of just, hugged yeah. And at least not owning up to it. Like I don't, I don't have an issue. Like I would have never had an issue with the way Izzy fought Romero. If after the fact, he just was like, yeah, Romero hits really hard. I had to do what I had to do to win. And, you know, he eventually comes out and says, yeah, I got hit once, blah, blah. I didn't like it. But, like, his post-fight interview is he's all, I kicked Yoel's leg so hard he won't be able to walk. And before that fight, he was, I'm going to knock out the boogeyman. I'm going to destroy this dude, this monster. And Makai was kind of similar with this one. It's just annoying. No, no, I hear you. I, I, I agree. Like, uh... He's he's young though. I think he's got time. Like you say, he's twenty two, man. Like Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he definitely has time. I, I will say I was way higher on him up until that last fight. Um Yeah, that last fight took he, a lot he did out not of look good in that fight. And he was fighting oh. a guy on his UFC debut. They should give him after his next fight, I think against a can, I think. I forget who he's fighting. I don't yeah, I don't even know if they have a fight for him yet. They but. should give him a match now. And we'll see where he's at. Ooh, I agree. That's a that'd good be one. a good or, fight. Um, or the guy that Matt Schnelly just KO'd. Uh, I, I think he Harry Schnelly. He submitted Sumodarji. Yeah, Sumodarji. Uh, well, basically a KO, but it, yeah, it yeah, fight, I so. forgot. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, so he's actually even... he's got a fight coming up. It looks like um, against Malcolm Gordon. Okay. Yeah, if I, if he's I got a fight I against his it. razor blade. Um, uh, there was somebody else I wanted to talk about. Oh, uh, another Dusty, I'll throw this guy up to you. Yeah, yeah. This name out to you, I mean, because I've already talked about it with Oobs and uh, Cap. But look up, look into Roberto Soldich. He's probably like okay. the biggest fighter I'm interested in right now who's like ma- building his name. He's a former KSW double champ. Just signed with One FC. They just announced him last night. And the reason Wait. I think he's so special is because so he's 27, so he's still young. And when he was on the MMA Hour a couple weeks ago, when he announced his signing with One, he said, "And this is this is a big deal for me. He wants to be a like a true martial arts champion and be like kickboxing champion, Muay Thai champion, and." one FC double champion in MMA. Mm. And like, you know, he talks all about, it's never been done before. Nobody chases this. You know, he said, it's the whole reason he signs for one. They have all of the martial arts. They're, they're truly global. 
He's he's an interesting mind, at the very least, I think, to look into. Uh, it's a different sort of competitive level that he seems to be carrying for himself. Well, we could have like a fighter, like a you know diamond in the rough or whatever we want to call it. You know, like every every episode, fighters like, to watch. Kind of dig in, talk about like somebody like Mokaev or like this guy. You know, for sure. Uh, was there anything else? Anybody wants to throw out? Like, I just wanted to point out that Soldich, when they introduced him at One FC, all I can kept thinking was that he looked like Hulk that got stopped like right before he ripped <laughs> his shirt in mid transformation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? So tight. Uh, he is bricked the fuck up. The dude is huge. He, I, there's a reason why he like, turned on one and not UFC. <laughs> he was wearing like a Joe Rogan sized <laughs> suit, and he's not a Joe Rogan sized man. No, no, the the buttons are struggling, and he's got he a was, tiny head. That's the one thing that worries yeah. me. I'll send you guys. Uh, he looks like a soccer player too, at least to me. Um, and they have a very similar name, so I'll send you guys a, a picture in it. I feel like the nobody guys will dead. ever play the Hulk better than Lou Ferrigno either. Oh, hmm. 100%. yeah, I feel like guys with smaller heads are a little bit more prone to getting KO'd. I, I don't know that that could be bro science, but <laughs> no, I think that is some remember Poirier's little pea head. Yeah, which is not true yeah. because Dustin Poirier has a massive head. <laughs> it just looks small because he has massive shoulders. No, it, and that was when Poirier was at one thirty or wait, what was it one forty five? What do you guys uh, last last thing real quick just to touch on? Nothing crazy, but what do you guys think of uh Arnold Allen's chances? I love Arnold Allen. Who's your yeah, what do you guys think of his chances? He uh, just he just well, his hands need to stay healthy. Calvin, like that Calvin sounds Cater like his hands are the biggest problem. I've uh, been calling for him. And I think he's been calling for Calvin Cater too. So I think once his hands are healthy, they'll do that. But I just want what do you think of his chances for the title, really? Uh, he 5%. Won't do it. Yeah, 5%. I think yeah. he's really good, but he trains a TriStar. So his. Uh... But is it is it because Volk's a champ or just because. <laughs> Honestly, like... I say, as soon as I realized he was from TriStar, I just knew he wasn't going to go that far. What's up with TriStar? He trains like TriStar. I, I just – they have a terrible uh, track record recently. They're TriStar okay. and um, Leon Skin. Yeah, he might be and getting who? better work there. He trains at Leon's gym too. In oh, Birmingham. okay, in Birmingham. They would have to give him uh, Korean Zombie and to see where he – like for me, to like see where he's at. But even then, really? Korean Zombie's kind of – he's kind of on his way out. TKZ is. Yeah, so, I, think, I think Arnold Allen makes TKZ – Look like what Volkanovski did to him too. At the at the same just, time, he he decisioned TKZ's level though. Allen decisioned Sadiq Youssef, who I'm super high on, and I think if they run yeah. that back, Youssef KOs him. I think. Really? Yeah, mm. it's hard. I don't I don't know a ton on Allen. He, I just I've heard his name so much over the past like two years. It feels like now, and he was phenomenal versus Dan Hooker. Don't get me wrong, but it's just yeah. weird because he doesn't fight a lot. No, no and one he doesn't fight the best guys. He's either. got that family history with, you know, his dad's in the steroids and like PDs or whatever, and oh, him not yeah. fighting a lot. Like, I I just wonder if he's cycling. I, maybe that's just like no, I don't simple. I wouldn't. 
be worried about that with him. He seems a very straightforward competitor. Oh, he's definitely Every, everyone does that way. Don't they all though? Surprised though if that if that gave him issues though. I never thought of that. Who knows? Like I know his hands are fragile, just, but like yeah. I don't know. Yeah, if he just sort of has like a slight blacklisting. <laughs> But yeah, no, um, I want to talk about Tony Ferguson. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, we forgot. I forgot that fight's even been made, dude. With Jane, <laughs> the leech. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think he's like top fifteen. I think he's 15. yeah. Leech is in the top fifteen or some shit like that. When somebody like, put it in chat the other day, I didn't believe it. So, so wait, you think he should be fighting somebody like who? No, no, I think it's a great fight. I mean, not a great fight. I think it's just a fight that, I was, that just was made, right? Surprised. It's just a fight that, that's been made. But, like, is this Tony Ferguson's last chance? Is he going for the 170? Yeah, fight? I mean, this is definitely his last chance. Well, yeah, this is, depends on how he looks in this, but I, I can see him wanting to continue fighting. I just don't know. Like, I think this is his last chance at a run. But let's say he flatlines oh, sure. Leech. Okay, what's the next step? Um... Nate Diaz. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> RDA. Ooh, RDA is a sick shout. But RDA is at 155 now, permanently, isn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I, I uh, think that's why um, Tony would have the advantage. I mean, I think 170 is definitely a better weight for Tony at this age. Um he was also yeah. knocking dudes out at 170 when he was fighting at 170, but when he had the frosted tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he uh, I think he, he competed in tough at 170, right? Yeah, yeah. Uncle Brock. Where your kids no, at? Tony. You know, I, I'd like to see Tony like maybe take one or two more fights and and get out. Like you know, I can all the stuff that he's been through maybe, plus. Um... Just seems like he's just taken a lot of wear and tear of the past, whatever, like Maybe three, a four Jim years. Miller. Yeah, but he's the Jim type Miller of guy like, like cowboy at I don't think he'll want to stop fighting anytime soon. You know, he'll fight until he's dead. You know, like that's the type oh, of guy. Yeah. Uncle Kuhn yeah, I'm is. sure Tony. I'm sure Tony's fighting until they don't give him a contract anymore. Honestly, I think Neil Magny might have been a better matchup for Tony. Um, Ooh, that'd be a fun fight. Safer fight for uh, Tony. I mean, I think he could beat the Leech um, if it's the Tony that showed up prior to getting KO'd with, by Chandler. Oh, that was nasty. I know. In that fight, he was doing really well. I, he I, was. I don't. I don't think that's representative, right? I think. I think he was doing much better than people give him credit for. Oh, hundred percent. He looked really good. Oh my god, that kick just came out of nowhere. Him. And he looked good in that, but yeah, that was. Uh, I was. How do you guys feel about Chandler? I love that guy. I yeah, think I like him. yeah. I've done nothing but gain respect for Chandler, to be honest, since he's joined the UFC. I think he could be the 155-pound champ if he just cared a little more. Like, he likes to entertain too much. Right. He's playing that part maybe a I little mean, bit too much. Maybe. And yeah, he's yeah. talked about it. He's talked about it plenty. Uh and I know John McCarthy and Josh Thompson in one of the last episodes of their podcast I've ever watched because they get on my nerves. Oh my God, uh, Thompson's the they, worst. They were saying, they were saying like, 
basically how he could win if he just didn't fight stupid and this and that. And like, they were being a little bit more disrespectful about it, I think, is what upset me. They were like, well, your Thompson job's just, to win. I've always hated Chandler, especially well, when he I, left Bellator. Yeah. Uh, but like, it just it felt like they were like, your job's to win, not to entertain. You know, you, you're not a good fighter if you just lose. And it's like, dude, what? But I, I think he could be champ if he just like buckled down, I guess. If yeah, he's he a definitely little bit more gabby about his fight style, like about winning, like especially with against Charlie Olives. I mean, he clearly could have won that. But I mean, man, Oliveira is a badass. Like, you Not know, you can't you can't oh, take yeah. anything away from him. And oh, Oliveira's 100. got a worse style matchup for uh, Chandler, in my opinion, than Gaethje. Like, he, if he fought smart and mixed in his wrestling, I think he could dominate Gaethje because Gaethje's got shit. Oh, grounded. he was smoking mm-hmm. Gaethje. But he just likes to bang with people. And uh, literally, literally, Chandler lost to Gaethje because he just kept th- like he hurt Gaethje so bad he just kept throwing, and Gaethje you just caught him clean. And it just changed everything. I feel like Chandler, since he came to the UFC, I think he's wanted to play that part. I don't know if like yeah, that's what I was Dana, saying. Like if he kind of gave his word to Dana or something, well, you know, like kind of sold his soul to the devil. Or so. And he's always said, you know, I'm here for a good time, not a long time, because he knows he's 36. He's cutting weight to 155. Like he's not going to have forever left. He's a beast, and I love though, it. man. Yeah, I love it. I mean, I think he's a much more exciting. Like, yeah, he's a much more exciting fighter to watch than um, Justin Gaethje is. If Charlie Olive wasn't such a goddamn freak, right? Out of he came out of coming out of nowhere and improving so goddamn much, so damn fast. <laughs> if that wasn't the case, you have Chandler right now as the champ, right? And that's like I'm super high on Chandler because of that. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie's just a freak monster animal person. Like I don't know what he's on. <laughs> Charlie Charlie Olives beat Michael Chandler because he watched Nick Diaz tape the night before. That head bob, that head bob on all four saved his ass. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> that Nick Diaz head movement. That was so sick. I was so <laughs> scared watching that. I love Charlie Olives. And then that yeah. fucking check right hook is like. The most perfect check right hook I've ever seen. Well, and he can just march you down because he's not afraid of getting taken down. Like he, so yeah. his confidence, he's just so arrogant out there that like it that it just adds a different dimension. I think psychologically too to these guys. Gaethje, they don't know how to Gaethje take. Gaethje said, Gaethje said one of the first punches Charles hit him with fucked him up so bad he he was like never the same like. He said, "Like one of the first top punches, Gate uh, Charles hit him with, like basically ruined that fight for him." Yeah. So if if Islam beats Charles, doesn't Chandler fight next, or do they give him Gagey? Because it's not looking for you, right? I, I hope they don't give him Gagey, but yeah, I hope they don't give him Gagey either. And yeah, there I'd another like to see fight that matchup. That, uh, Not the Gaethje one. Oh yeah, Benny Dariush and Gamrot. Oh yeah. Mm. He's got, if Islam wins, he fights Benny. If Benny wins, they tried to make that fight all 
you know, this year or whatever. That I think it's simple as. I underrate Derry so much every time, but I just, I just can't, I can't find the reason to like the guy. I got to find. I think I underrated him. How could you not like him? (laughs) Well, he's the nicest guy, but like as a fighter, like I just don't see how he is that good, but he wins, you know, he just wins. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way. And I think a lot of that comes from Dracar close is destroying him. Oh yeah. More or less. And then he, I mean, Darius destroyed Dracar close with that punch, but. He was losing that fight pretty easily before he won. Until Jeremy Stevens pushed him. Oh yeah, that was crazy too. <laughs> was, that, was that a fake, like a concussion from the push? Like no, no uh, I think I he think fucked his neck it was up. Whi- it was like whiplash. Yeah, the whiplash, huh? So when he got pushed, he tensed up. I think around his neck. And he was, and you wasn't expecting it either. You know, when you're not expecting. Yeah, yeah. It. So I think it was like right, right when he got pushed, he tensed up so hard that once he got like when he actually was pushed his the way his neck moved was very rigid yeah plus he was uh mid mid weight cut yeah so i'm sure yeah, that really right. help but yeah it, well, it, how, it is kind of um, funny <laughs> yeah that was kind of like how they made such a big Ooh. deal out of it like um my last thing i wanted to talk about i got forgotten it for about 30 minutes but just came back Cyril Gon versus Tai Tuivasa next week, boys. UFC Paris. What are we thinking? Oh, wow. That is next week. Man, I got to admit, September I'm not 30. super excited about that. I'm not too excited either. So what, about uh, what? The what do we about think the about... card? Both. Huh. So what do we think then about Tai versus you know, Gon? I, I'm, I love Tai. I think you know, it goes one doesn't. of two ways. Right? Like, it's either a slow... And boring, uh, Cyril gone mm-hmm. pointing him up uh, to a decision, or Ty cracking him and uh, sleeping him. Yeah, I see. I need to look at that card. I don't even know the rest of that card. But so, Ty to no. I mean, Cyril is is extremely talented. I just haven't seen enough of him. I, I mean, just the Ngannou and the fight before Ngannou. But um, yeah, it's kind of a boring, especially for a heavyweight. Um, Technical kickboxer, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, Ty is Ty, but it, so I mean, the Shui Vasa, I can't wait to see that, obviously. But uh, yeah, no, that Uber, fight, I, I didn't even, that wasn't even on my radar. I totally forgot about that fight. Uber is probably right, right? It's just going to be an outpointing, like, wrestle heavy gun, most likely. I, I would love to see gun get knocked out, but. But actually, I I do change my opinion on the rest of the card now that I'm looking at it. Cap loves to hate on my favorite fighters. I mean, what's the like about God? I don't understand. (laughs) It's just funny to me. Uh, So, are you going to try to go to that card, um, Cap? Because since you're in, since you're in Europe, I'm I'm sorry. Say again. Are you going to try to go to that fight? Where, Where is it at? Paris. Paris. Oh fuck no! We but... need a local correspondent for the podcast. Oh, hell no! <laughs> yeah, we need you there. Uh, I got school and shit. I'm not going, but <laughs> I wouldn't go to Paris anyways. Unless uh, I don't know. Oh I no! Why don't blame me. Uh, Paris I'm... is overrated. Me and France don't don't mix. I live. Oh, there. I'd love I to go to France, man. Parisians are assholes. 
Oh, but what about the bread and the fucking chocolate? Oh, Listen, I hear once you get outside of Paris, the people in France are amazing, but um, Parisians. Yeah, Paris, right? No, pa- the city of Paris is very tough to like navigate just because it's very, um, they call them arrondissements or whatever, but it's very like section. So you got your really yeah. rich sections, you got your really crappy sections. So it's like, and Paris is fucking huge. So it just makes it so hard to navigate as a tourist. Have you to, been like, over there? Find where to. Yeah, I studied abroad. I, I was in Paris for five weeks. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so, it was all right. Being Italian, I grew up hating French people, so yeah. it's kind of hard to get. It's, hard, it's kind of hard to like not. Oh, you're that, Italian. That aside. I'm sorry. Say again. Did you grow up in Italy? I was born there. I lived there five years and then left. He's that's Italian, cool. like Luke is Indian. <laughs> no, I'm Italian. Like I'm Italian. Like, I'm actually Italian. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm like 65% Italian or whatever the fuck. <laughs> so the thing I think about Tuivasa versus Gone is, I mean, I got to say, Tuivasa has completely changed my opinion on him since he KO'd Derek Lewis. Uh, I just... So doesn't he just come across as a better Derek Lewis? <laughs> kind of, but like, <laughs> the thing the thing I noticed about Derek Lewis in that fight was... uh. And then in this most recent loss he just had to whoever I forget, but Derek Lewis can't maintain range for the life of him. Like all he like he had tied to Ivasa beat. All he had to do was use like his left arm to keep range, to post up and keep range, and just fire a right hand across and instead he gets in clinch range and ends up taking an elbow to the fucking face. Well, let's be honest. Derek lost that fight as soon as he landed a hard shot on Ty, and Ty just no so. But Derek, Derek just doesn't have the mental fortitude yeah, to deal okay, with being that's the, actually, the nail. That's pretty fair too. Derek caught Ty with one of the cleanest Derek Lewis punches, and he was okay. But um, yeah, I think I think the only way Ty wins is if he gets lucky. I think Cyril gone can make this look a lot like the Derek Lewis versus Gon fight. Tune him up round by round, putting more pressure on, getting more intense until a finish. Um, that's how I see like, Gon's, ga- uh, Gon's game. Sorry, what were you going to say? No, I was about to say kind of like the Derek Lewis-Travis Brown fight, but Cyril yeah. is a little bit, little bit better on the feet than Travis Brown. Remember when yeah. Derek was like that's pretending like his stomach was injured? and. <laughs> Yeah. Talking shit about Ronda afterwards. That's what Gon did to um, Derek Lewis, too. I mean, it was two or three rounds, and it was just sort of first-round coast, second-round more damage, and then if it went to the third, he just finished it off. But um, I just don't see – yeah, I don't see Ty being able to get in close enough uh, and frequent enough to land what? anything meaningful. Ty is more technical – than Lewis, so you might have a yeah, better for shot. Sure. He might he might for be sure, more yeah. technical than Ngannou too. Honestly, uh, about it. he might try to so. wrestle I, him a little bit too. I think what's what's odd to me for Cyril is I've always thought watching his fights in the UFC that he's been coasting, which is like impressive but also weird because you know he was five and one or what you know he's only got the loss to Ngannou in the UFC. So he had all these wins, five or six wins, and it just seemed like he was sort of 
like doing it with ease and not really putting like his skill set to use. And in the Derek Lewis side, it looked like, okay, maybe that's just what he does. He sort of goes through these gears in the fight. So that way it's in his control. But then in the Nganu fight, he never really like, I, I thought four and five, he was going to up it all. And it was going to be a, a wash, but he never got out of that sort of coasting feeling versus Nganu. So I don't even know. I just, it's in Paris. Gans French. This, this could be a masterclass, boys. Or, or he gets slept immediately. I mean, yeah, but that's yeah. always <laughs> the case versus a uh, tie to Ivasa, isn't it? And well, heavyweights, but. People uh, sleep on the fact that Ty has been on a roll ever since he switched camps, too. And uh, he's gotten yeah, way more fair. technical since switching camps. That's fair. Whereas Gon is just kind of incrementally, I think, working on his grappling and stuff, being that he was predominantly a Muay Thai guy uh, prior to MMA. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me if this makes sense. Gon is like a shittier version of DC. No. I'm just no, because DC's wrestle. I mean, DC's a good Gan striker is, too, but Gon's almost like a like a. Gon doesn't have the wrestling. Yeah. I was gonna say it's almost like a a heavyweight, like John Jones ish, just just because of like the the control and the striking is very technical. Yeah, but he doesn't have that wrestling. But he doesn't have the wrestling See, that Jones has. Yeah. The grappling. The thing, also has the no thing I still think about Gon is, right. yeah, that's what I was going to get to. I feel like I like he still hasn't showcased himself. Which is, like, weird. Who, Gon like, or Jones? Uh, Gon. Like, yeah. I can't, I can't think of another fighter where it's like... I mean, he has tons of hype around him. He's heavyweight. He's only 30 or 31. And like, yeah. I I can't think of another fighter where they come in and you get all this stuff and you feel like you you don't see it like or you haven't seen it. But it's like I can't explain it other than that. Like, like I I really thought that Francis and Ganu fight going into round four was going to be where Cyril Gan came to life and just made it like I'm the heavyweight world champion now. And instead, he just got taken down and like couldn't do anything. So I don't know. I don't know if he doesn't have more or if we just haven't seen it, but I hope, I hope he puts on a showcase. To go back to my analogy, but with the DC, it wasn't more so like the style. It was more so like, um, having tools that are outside the scope of normal heavyweights. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I get what you're saying with that. Like just being so overskilled that everyone else is like, eh, I mean, besides Curtis blades, which I guess, would be the next best like skill, I guess, te- technical wise, like to gone, but it's just a different skill set. And I think Blades murders gone. If if gone's getting wrestle fucked by Ngano, could you imagine what Blades does? To yeah, him? yeah, that's that's the only reason. Unless Blades tries to box him. I mean, Blades, Blades could knock gone out too. He's he's the best size matchup for these guys. Like he's as big, if not bigger, than Francis Ngano and Cyril Gone. Yeah, and probably more athletic. Well, yeah, that's what I was trying to get at, too. Like, big, like, yeah, not like big like Ty and Derek Lewis. Big, like, athletic big, yeah. So if Ty beats Gon, you know, I'd like to see Ton fight, uh, Gon fight is uh, Tom Aspinall. Yep, that, that was it. <laughs> Next fight. Yeah, Although I, I think, think Aspinall would wrestle fuck him, too. 
or get him down and uh, choke him out. I but on the feet. I think I feel that like, be fun. That's where I feel like Cyril Gon's experience might be able to be to shine out a bit. I think his striking and I don't know. He's like too casual. I gotta say, as much as I I've enjoyed his sort of like lackadaisical oh. I enjoy being in the UFC. Oh, I lost today, but that is the game. I cannot win them all. Like, especially I've enjoyed that. It's sort of like, I want an edge to you, man. I want to, I want to see you dominate everybody and be like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. And I, he just doesn't have it. And that's a bad thing to not have when you're fighting a guy like Tai Tuivasa. Yeah. I, it, it's definitely a bad thing to have in the heavyweight division, man. I mean, Bon Gamon, nice guy, or good guy, <laughs> whatever is what it means. He's still pretty new too to MMA, so like you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely something that's got he's got going for him too. I don't. Well, I mean, I didn't think in the future so, too. If if we can come up, if if oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I just yeah, I didn't even think his heel hook decision was terrible versus Nganu. I just thought. Uh, he he hung on to it for like too long, basically. I don't know. I, yeah, that was I a weird fight. Weird. I skipped that pay per view to be honest because I knew it was gonna be a boring uh, fight. Yeah, yeah, um, and I don't. It was it was lackluster. But people don't understand that Cyril Gunn had heel hooks before. Like he had a heel hook or two already in the UFC. And are you guys having dude, good audio? Gunn, yeah, everything has sounded really good, I think, so far. At least okay, from my good. end. Mine was getting a little funky there, like, last couple minutes. Yeah, man. But I think that's everything. I think next week should be exciting. UFC Paris. Hopefully the crowd's good. I mean, I mean, I want to talk Whitaker, too. But oh, it's shit. All good. No, yeah. I'm, I can go forever, like I said before. Whitaker Vittori. Go for it. I forgot. Yeah, so uh, I like okay. Yeah, I mean, I like yeah. the fight. I think I think Marvin. Did they make that fight? I thought Whitaker yeah, it's pulled the out. For... No, it, it, I think it got canceled before, and then got reshuffled to uh, next week. I think. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be on the um, Izzy card on in July. So the Tory is interesting as hell. I mean, plus he's Italian. He's like the only Italian fighter that's like really <laughs> good, right? <laughs> But um, super interesting fight for Whitaker. Like, I don't know how Whitaker even approaches this fight because it's such he's such a different Vittori is such a different style matchup for anybody in that whole like division. Like, he's got the takedown defense. He can do takedowns. Like, he doesn't get knocked out. He, like, he he's got heavy hands. So it's interesting. Uh, quick side note, Cap, dude. Never forget about Alessio Sicara. I was about to say, you get two Italians, you get Alessio De Chirico. Yeah, I don't count him. Not yet. He's not. He's not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, he's, he's his, Italian. His head kick uh, on Joaquin Buckley was sick. Yeah, that was sick. It's just he's. And then he got head kicked. <laughs> yeah, he's um mixed bag. That's, it was that's, like that's a train. Good. There was like a train. He had kicked. Uh, no, Joaquin had kicked Impa, then got head kicked, and then Alessio got head kicked. Oh, um, yeah, man. I don't know. Well, that covers a lot of it. Is there anything else? Yeah, I'm just going to say real quick. I think, I think Whitaker. Go for it. 
could have an easier time with Vittori, but I also don't know. Like, Vittori's such a weird fighter. I, like, don't even know how to describe his style. Just be an He's aggressive, annoying bull, Italian, man. I guess. He's a bull to me, like. You know? Yeah, a bull is definitely a good word. He's he doesn't really uh he's he's not as technical as as you can be. Clearly. He's just is big headed dude. He's like a Hulk, you know, like he just goes forward yeah. all he knows. Well he's definitely has the right gym for his style. <laughs> what with the King Kings of MMA? Is he at Kings? I think he is. Yeah, Cordero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was confusing it with Black House. But yeah, it's definitely Kings. It, Cordero is who I was thinking of, but for some reason I was thinking that was Black House. I, I kind of think of Vittori as an amalgam, uh, amalgamization, amalgamization, how you say it? Yeah, of like um, everyone's medium traits is this, is this uh, like put together, like all the fighters' medium traits put together, and he just took it all and he tried to use everything. That he's not a master of anything. Does that make sense? Yeah, jack of all. Yeah, he's well rounded. I mean, not really jack of all trades. He's not really good at anything. <laughs> he's just like average, but average at like everything. Yeah, and he's just uh, you know I think he's just an aggressive bull. You know, like he just likes to fight. Like and uh, as far as Whitaker goes, um, I think this is his last chance. He loses to story. Dusty, your audio's going in and out. If you're still talking, I can't tell. <laughs> well, yeah. So, um, I don't know if you guys need to get going. It's like, uh, what? Almost one thirty two. Um, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. For sure. Yeah, I'm probably gonna have to call it soon. Family's yeah. back. Yeah, well, it's all good. Well, this was good, man. Like. We'll we'll try to plan on it next week. Uh, at least at least now we kind of have like a good time frame of everybody's like, or at least everybody can pitch in. Like when is good for them, you know. Like that's the hardest part. Is, I think is just finding the, a time that works for everybody. Um, yeah. But appreciate you staying up, uh, Cap. And you're the farthest one in danger. Yeah, it's if- it's seven thirty p.m. I'm fine. <laughs> oh yeah. That's right. No, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for the help with the audio and everything, right? Of course. Yeah, no problem. And good yeah, thing good is shit, too, Warden, uh, man. Like, you're on your game, dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Good thing is now, uh, at the very least, we have, you know, a template, some to work with, work from. And we can do little, like, segments if you want to. Each person can have, like, their own little bit, you know, whatever the fuck, like, your favorite yeah. thing to talk about is or whatever, you know, like. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll tweak it and just keep coming up with different stuff, but the best yeah. base for MMA is podcasting. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm down for whatever. Sweet. Just let me know. Yeah. No, we're, man. We work out kinks as we go, boys. This was fun. Yeah. And we'll, we'll keep adding people be coming in. I know Cole said that he, he'd be a part of it. Like he just doesn't have much time. So like not, maybe not every, every week or every two weeks, whenever, and we can try to do it every week, every two weeks, like whenever, you know, like. Yeah, I'm down with it being we'll a pop-up it out. thing too. Yeah, whatever works, works. Hell yeah. 
I'm here. It's all good. Good all shit, right, guys. Enjoy your Sunday. Yeah, it's cool to talk to you guys. Yeah, definitely. Later, right, guys. We'll see sure, you in the we'll Discord and stream and shit. Yeah. Cool. Later, everyone. I'll, uh, all right, y'all. I'll send you the link, Dusty, for the uh, audio files. Awesome, great. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, no problem. See you, bud. Later, man. Later, Warden. See you, Cap.